Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. Well, today is October, and you know what that means. A month of scary freaking movies, and I cannot wait. I'm loving it. By the way, today, October 1st, on this day in history in 1890, an act of Congress made made Yosemite a national park, officially. So how cool is that on this day in history? And it being fall, the leaves are probably going to be changing nicely in the next week to two. Good time to hit a national park or take a road trip in the country somewhere. Enjoy this, uh, I don't know, enjoy the change of seasons. I'm kind of excited about this. I'm colorblind, so it's like the only time of year the world looks like a kaleidoscope. And in the fall, I have a personal rule. Either I drink or I cuss. I'm just full of shit. I do both, actually. So what are we talking about today? Well, today, since it's Halloween month, I thought we'd christen the month with a list, a top 10 list. And I'm not going to do a top 10 of greatest horror movies of all time, but I'm sort of going to do that. So I wager a guess, since some of you listen to me, because the books I write, the Gonzo Chronicles, and some of the horror that I've written, uh, there are probably quite a few Stephen King fans out there. And can't blame you. That guy is probably one of the most creative sons of bitches in this, this century. Um, so actually I'll look this up. I found a pretty healthy list and this is not all of them, but a list of either movies or miniseries based off of his, his works, whether it's his books, something he wrote for television, uh, or for, um, uh, short story compilations. So I'm going to run through some movies. Some of these I didn't know he wrote, but. Most of them I knew. Um, one at the top of the list was Carrie, The Shining, Creep Show, one and two. Had no idea he wrote those. Actually, once I saw it, I was like, yeah, I kind of remember that now. Cujo, The Dead Zone, Christine. I mean, who can forget that freaking movie? Children of the Corn. That series. What a classic, right? He wrote, I think, one and two. Firestarter. Man, that goes way back in the 80s. Um, Drew Barrymore. She was just a tiny uh, child actress at the time. Uh, Cat's Eye. I totally forgot about that. Um, Silver Bullet, one of my favorites I watch during the month of Halloween. I'm sure it'll be on a half a dozen times on 
a half a dozen channels this month, and I'm probably going to watch it at least two or three times. One of my favorites, Maximum Overdrive. I freaking love that movie. And what a soundtrack. ACDC does your soundtrack. What a, that was a badass movie. It really was. Another one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, no matter what kind of list it would be, would be Stand By Me. And the fact that that guy can write something as wild as The Shining and Cujo and turn around and write Stand By Me and um, Shawshank Redemption, for that matter, it's amazing. I mean, the range of creativity of the guy. Uh, Salem's Lot and Salem, uh, Return to Salem's Lot, which is like part two. Uh, Pet Cemetery 1 and 2. Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, here's a horror movie for any writer that would uh, be nervous watching it. Misery. Yeah. You know, I used to, a girl I dated back in the early 2000s or mid 2000s, I think she sent me a copy of Misery. Like right when she got tired of me. <laughs> I wonder what she was trying to say. All right. It's Sleepwalkers. That was a pretty good movie. The Dark Half, uh, Needful Things, great movie, great book, too. Dolores Claiborne, Thinner. You know, I wasn't a big fan of Thinner. Um, yeah, it was kind of a creative thing. The only the only reason I watched the movie was because Kari Wurr was in it, and I thought she was one of the sexiest women from the 90s. Um, but that's just me. Uh, the Night Flyer, again, I've never even seen that. But I've, I've seen it on TV a lot, but I've never, I've never bothered to watch it. The Green Mile, another phenomenal movie. Uh, Hearts in Atlantis. Uh, it. There was the original It uh, that had uh, uh, John Ritter and, and several other people in it, um, well-known actors. Then there was um, the remake, It Chapter 1, It Chapter 2. Now, those are much darker, uh, a lot edgier. I mean, F-bombs flying everywhere. The original was made for TV. I'll toss this out to a few of you out there who are listening. I know you're big horror fans. Which did you prefer, like the It Chapter 1 and 2 or the original It? And uh, I, I personally, I think I go back to the original. I bought that, and I, you know, I owned that on DVD. And when it's not shown during... Halloween month, sometimes I'll toss that in and watch it. Uh, Dreamcatcher. That was a really good movie. I don't know if I would call that a horror movie. That was more like a, a sci-fi alien movie. Um, I didn't know that Stephen King had wrote 1408, or a story that that movie was based on. Because I love that movie. It had John Cusack in it. Brilliant film. Brilliant acting. Great movie. Really Creepy. It, it was a really had had me on edge. The Mist. Eh, I don't know. I never read the book, um, but the movie had eh, hit or miss. Cell. Now that was an interesting concept. That was an interesting movie. And then I noticed a couple of other writers or filmmakers kind of sort of ripped it off and did uh, did their version of it too. Uh, the Dark Tower. Now I know friends that love that series. I've never read it. But they loved the series and was so disappointed in the movie. I've never seen the movie either. Gerald's Game. Now, that was interesting. I saw Gerald's Game on, uh, it was, I want to say Roku. Um, it was on there. And another uh, another story that was on Roku 
and you might be able to find it there. It's called Big Driver. And that was a short story from a book called Full Dark, No Stars. And I thought that was actually a really good uh, short story compilation. But, um, but yeah, they made a movie off of it and uh, out of it. And it was uh, really, really interesting, really good, I thought. Desperation. Now, I haven't seen that on TV in a million years. But I remember when I did see it, it really kind of creeped me out a little bit. I, and I've been w looking for it ever since to see it come on TV because I want to watch it. Um, 1922. That was an interesting movie. That's on Netflix if anybody wants to watch that. That was also a short story from Full Dark, No Stars. And it's very much worth watching. Um, it's a little slow on the you know, in the beginning, but give, give it time. He'll work up to it. Um, and uh, one of my favorite movies of his, Dr. Sleep. He had several miniseries out, too. A lot of you will remember The Stand. Now, they've done a remake of The Stand. I think that's on Amazon. Uh, or is it Apple? I don't remember which one. It's on one of them. Uh, occasionally, you'll see an episode of it on one of those Pluto channels on that Pluto app. Um, but you never really get to see the whole thing. I've been wanting to see it. Uh, but the original, I think probably I still prefer it to the, uh, what I've seen of the remake. However, you know, I don't think you're going to go wrong either way. Uh, Storm of the Century was a really interesting, interesting movie. Um, it wasn't, wasn't really a movie. It was a mini series like The Stand. I have not seen that on TV in years and it is, uh, it is so hard to find. He, he didn't write a book. Of, it was actually a, the, um, I guess he wrote the screenplay. I bought, I bought that, the, the adaptation of that, and that was so good. And then when it came out, I watched it, and I thought, wow, that was, that was an amazing, amazing uh, uh, show. You know, of all of Stephen King's movies, like on, on the top ten list that I'm going to do tonight, I'm not going to include non-horror films. Because if I did, I'd have to have, like, in the top five, Stand By Me would probably take the top spot. Shawshank Redemption, probably number two. And The Green Mile, in the top five. You know, Under the Dome was a really good series, too. Now, some of these, there was a series, uh, a miniseries, based off of a book Stephen King wrote called Bag of Bones. And this was some years ago, and it starred Pierce Brosnan. And... Yeah, he was you know, the James Bond guy, uh, for those who maybe know that name. It was on the Lifetime channel, though, which kind of threw me off. So when I went to look through the IMDb list of all these movies, of course, they left that one off, and I have no idea why, but it was a really, really great series. Um, now, the book, I thought, was amazing. And I'm going to... Here's a confession for you when it comes to Stephen King novels. I have a hard time reading his books. Uh, I know some people swear by him and what I just said was like heresy and I'm you know doomed to hell, but his books are tough to read. They're so detail oriented sometimes that they kind of lose me in just in the details. Like you have a killer story to tell, no pun intended, you know, F and get to it, man. <laughs> I, you know, so his books are so huge that they're, it's hard to stick stick with those, you know. I mean, we live in an age where, you know, patience is not really a strong suit of anyone's, especially when it comes to reading a book these days. Um, 
and I have a different rule of thumb when it comes to the way I write, but, you know, not, I'm not saying the guy's not a great writer. He's probably the greatest writers of our generation. I just have a hard time reading his books. However, Bag of Bones was an amazing book. Uh, also, there was another book he wrote a few years back uh, called Duma Key. And if you're a Stephen King fan, you probably read all of these, uh, every one of his books. But if you're like me, hit and miss with some of the Stephen King books. Duma Key was a really great book to read. I enjoyed that story start to finish. Um, yeah, there were slow parts, but they were important parts. So it didn't lose me in the in the storytelling, in the in the details. So Duma Key, uh, definitely check that one out. Look at me, I'm pitching a multi-millionaire's books, and I'm not even pitching mine. Um, another a really good book of his was Dr. Sleep. I read that long before the movie came out. A friend of mine bought that for me and uh, gave me a, an e-reader at the time, and I read it on that, and I was so impressed with that story. Now, for those of you who have never read Dr. Sleep, Dr. Sleep would be considered the sequel to The Shining, and that is one of the most classic horror movies of all time. So let's jump on into the list here, shall we? Now, keep in mind this list is subjective, so it's not by you know, box office receipts or anything like that, or fanfare or anything like Rotten Tomatoes rankings or ratings. These are just my personal opinions, and I left the non-horror off of the list, okay? Um, because I didn't want to, half the list would be, you know, Shawshank and Stand By Me and Green Mile and uh, um, some other things. But, um, and even Dreamcatcher, that was a really good book, too. That was another one I, was, I, I managed to read all the way through. That was a good book. I didn't consider it horror. I considered it sci-fi. And same thing with Under the Dome, but there was no damn way I was ever going to read Under the Dome. That book is so massively huge. I mean, it's like reading One Piece, and I'm not I'm not going to do that. I, I, I couldn't write a book that long. I'm sure as hell not going to read one. So let's get with the list, shall we? Coming in at number 10, Stephen, of, of movies based off Stephen King books, movies or miniseries based off Stephen King books, is It. The original. Uh, I have no problem with the remake one and two. And uh, did I hear there was another one coming out? I don't know. But um, like I said, the, the, the newer one was edgier, darker. Um, yeah, just gritty. Uh, nothing wrong with that. It was, I enjoyed both. But the original, kind of, that's still kind of, that's still up my alley. Number nine was Carrie. And uh, that was an amazing movie. If you haven't seen Carrie, make sure you leave it on AMC this, this month because you're going to see Carrie a half a dozen times and probably Sci-Fi Channel. It is worth a watch if you have never watched this movie. The themes, under, and I'm not even going to get into the underlying themes. I could have a show about each one of these movies I'm about to list. But, um, yeah, we're not going to do that, though. But Carrie was an amazing movie. Number eight, let's go back to my childhood. Man, everybody loves a good werewolf movie. Silver Bullet did not disappoint. You had uh, Gary Busey, uh, Corey Haim was in this. Um, what, a, what a great movie, what a great film. It's a story, like a childhood story of survival um, against evil and ultimately how that evil was defeated you know, by a silver bullet. 
Number seven is a newer movie called Dr. Sleep. Again, the follow-up to The Shining. The book was amazing. When, I, when the movie came out and I watched the movie, I was like, eh, I don't know. I hate to, you know, I hate to see a movie, good, you know, good book ruined by a movie. But it, that movie was great. Had Ewan McGregor in it. Um, it really told the story of what those entities were and that power was behind the Overlook Hotel. And I'm not going to tell you the ending, but let's just say they end up back at the Overlook Hotel at the end. Uh, and it is a game of life and death against against you know an, an evil that lurks amongst all of us and it, and it's almost like that you know the dangers that lurk out in our society that we don't see that's kind of like sort of like a theme that I picked up on fear of the unknown number six let's jump back into ACDC and the, one of the greatest soundtracks ever maximum overdrive can you imagine if aliens got near the earth took control of all of our satellites and somehow managed to take control of all of our equipment our cars, our TVs, our hair dryers, like, and the machines turned on us to kill us and wipe the planet clean so that they can come in like a broom and just sweep the planet clean. Um, had Emilio Estevez was in this. There was a host of characters in this, but but what a great adventure! What a great action film! Uh, you know, I, it is it is horror in a way because. Who would think of your lawnmower firing up and chasing you through the yard until it runs you over? I mean, I wouldn't call it, you know, science fiction, but it's horror. Um, number five was a miniseries that showed up on TV uh, early 2000s, maybe. And it was, uh, it takes place at this little this island off the coast of, uh, maybe it's Mass or Maine, called Little Tall. And the Storm of the Century is coming through. That's the name of the show, Storm of the Century. And uh, the snowstorm comes in and just covers everything. And there are people that stayed behind, left on the island to take care of things, while most of the people evacuated the island for the mainland. Well, there's a stranger in town, and the first thing he does is he finds this nice, sweet little old lady that everyone knows and kills her. And when a little boy finds her, finds her dead, the guy who killed her is sitting there waiting there. And he just sits there and waits on the police to come and get him, put him in prison. And uh, I'm not going to tell you, he is he is evil incarnate. And the entire town and, and people change um, throughout this, this whole thing. Uh, it, it was remind, mindful of kind of how that guy played uh, people in the town off each other and needful things. And speaking of needful things, that comes in at number four on my list. Uh, that was a great book. Um, but a great, great movie. Uh, and that might, no, that wasn't a miniseries, but it was But it was a really great movie. And just imagine, you know, the evil that, you know, that, of course, the guy that's in town there that twists their minds and plots, you know, turns everyone against each other. Uh, just chasing their own greed, and sometimes that greed is not even important. It's e it's like all their all their you know their ego and vain and vain sins like all wrapped up into one. Great movie, uh, still a classic every every October. Number three was The Stand, and then I'm referring to the original, 
what a great miniseries that was. Now, they've redone the miniseries. I don't think you can go wrong either way, like I said earlier. But I did stick with the original on this. Nothing like the apocalypse and the end of the world and Captain Trips in the, well, in the middle of a pandemic now <laughs> to get everybody wanting to watch this. Now, I noticed they didn't show that last year and probably because coronavirus was running rampant. But um, I don't know. Maybe they just decided that it, was, it would be bad timing. You know, too soon, too soon, right? But I love that movie and uh, hopefully they'll show it this year. I don't own it, but I'd love to. Number two is The Shining, because you cannot get cooler than Jack Nicholson. I know they made a remake that was closer to the book. I never read the book. But uh, the original Jack Nicholson, why would anyone remake The Shining uh, after Jack Nicholson played Jack Torrance? Just why? <laughs> it, it didn't make sense, but I'm sure it was a great movie. I watched part of it. I really watched all of the uh, remake. But uh, what I watched was pretty good. But it's hard it's hard to beat the master, right? Jack Nicholson and the Shining coming in at number two. Number one was a was a written for TV. One of my favorite horror movies of all time. No matter what horror movies we're talking about, this one falls in my top three on any list. Salem's Lot. And uh, that was written for TV back in that probably the early 80s. Uh, you want a vampire movie, kids? Let's get away from all the glittery vampires and uh, what the hell was it? Terrible <laughs> series of movies. Um, Twilight. Let's get away from that garbage and let's go back to some real vampire movies. Go watch Salem's Lot. I know uh, they're they're doing a remake of The Lost Boys, which is not not a Stephen King thing, but why? And the and the people they show, it's like it's like. And you see the original movie poster. They have real vampires, real men, <laughs> rock and roll vampires. You see the picture of the side-by-side -side of all the actors in the newest one. Could they find any, like, sissier-looking guys? I, you know, they might be great actors. I don't know. I'm not pissing on anybody. But I'm looking at the guys who are going to be playing the four vampires, and I'm totally, at that point, I'm just not interested. I'm watching a remake of Twilight. They're going to wussy this movie down so much and make it so politically correct or woke that they're just going to F it up. So uh, we, we got we got to get away from that, get back to cool stuff. Salem's Lot at number one. Probably one of the best vampire movies ever made. Hey, maybe that's another list for another day, vampire movies. Top ten vampire movies. Yeah, let's do that this month. So there it is, folks. The top ten movies and or series based off of Stephen King books. So what are yours? What what I miss on there? What uh, What would you put in the top ten that I did? I know it's a subjective list. Most of you probably tossed Storm of the Century out, Maximum Overdrive, probably Dr. Sleep. What would you put in there? Let me know. Cyrus.Alderwood at gmail.com. You guys know the drill. And I uh, certainly appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're everywhere now. So no reason not to... Uh, Go to your smartphone, click subscribe, and uh, rank us. We certainly appreciate it. And um, check me out on Amazon. You know, sell a couple of books a month. It keeps paying for the show. So I certainly appreciate it. Uh, search me on Amazon.com. It is October, so I suggest you pick up Dark Places, Bedtime Stories for the Terminally Afraid. Uh, there's also the novel called Grave Legends. I got part two of that coming out by the end of the year. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to the Gonzo Chronicles. 
I'll see you online. I'll see you down the road, folks. Cheers.